Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we give the internet the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Dynamic, exciting. Yes, energy, We're energy, energy. <clears throat> dashing towards it, the does show. Does it count as a bit for our show now that every time after we all say all of our names, there's a lull where we all realize that none of us had anything planned to say between <laughs> ah. the intro and asking each other about our lives? Here's the thing. 20% of the time, someone does have something to say immediately, so we're always chasing that. Yes, that's true, but often it's me, and often it's me saying something like, well, it's summer. That was pretty good, though. I like that one. It is true, it is summer. Listening back, I was like, yes, that was a good thing to say, You doing anything fun in this- That might be the nicest thing you've ever said to me. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff's trying to start something about summer. Yeah, you doing anything in this middle of July? Uh... (laughs) Louise is not. not. Really. What about I, you, Matt? <laughs> I've been going to look at houses a lot, which sucks. Yeah, oh. Suck. oh, yeah. That sounds like it would be bad. Do you get yeah. to eat crudité at the open houses? I don't think they do that anymore. They barely want you there. They, like, want you to leave actively. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't have to be nice to you anymore. Nobody in any industry has to be nice to get your business anymore. Every industry now is like, yeah, you can buy it, I guess. Fuck you. Well, in, yeah. in 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 industries, big air quotes like housing, they don't have to be nice to you. That's you what do, I'm saying. You do need a house, but like if they're trying yeah. to sell you a car, they they're probably nice. No, to you. no, they are not. <laughs> no, and last time I had to buy a car was ten years ago, and they were still they were they were polite, but they're like, um, yeah, this is what we have. So, and I'm like, oh, but I was kind of looking for this, and they're like, well, yeah, we don't have that. Yeah, like they when did I, not care. Huh. When I bought my car a year ago, the guy was like, he kept on being like, oh, well, this is the best that we can offer you for your trade-in. And I was like, well, the blue book value says this. And he says, well, do you want a car or not? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let you take advantage of me. And he said, I'm not. And then he left. And then I said, can I talk to your manager, please? And then the, I got the Kelly blue book value for my car instead, because fuck that guy and fuck everyone who works in sales. Yeah. Yes, agreed. <clears throat> What were we talking about? Fun summer activities? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like getting mad about the car market? <laughs> it's true. So when you're looking at houses... Yes. Does it color your perception of the house if the house doesn't have air conditioning and it is something you could add, but because you're seeing them right now and it's so hot, you're like, oh, fuck this place. <laughs> yes, okay. it is definitely a factor. And that's part of why I'm trying to do it now when it's hot out, because I want to know... How bad it can be. If it's going to be bad, I want to know before I buy the thing. Like, if I buy it when the weather's super nice out, it's going to... I'm not going to know until mm-hmm. I get cracked with the, the heat whip. Is that a thing <laughs> anyone has ever said? No. Uh, the heat, that's what the heat miser wields. Oh. Uh, in his S&M dungeon? <laughs> in his I final mean, boss fight. His normal, yeah. his normal house that we see in the cartoon does kind of look like an S&M dungeon. <laughs> That's true. It, it's claymation. Does that count as a cartoon? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think so. I'm going to say yes. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I don't think I would have said that. If you sculpt the individual frames uh, mm. from wood and clay, is that no different than drawing them on mm. clear paper? Here's a, here's a caveat. It's definitely different. I want to say what? Gumby is not animation because sometimes mm. you see human hands. And if you see human hands, it's not animation anymore. No. Mm. Those are all mistakes. <laughs> I've been they playing the, It's like when you I've see pl- the boom mic in a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing the Cuphead DLC, and mm-hmm. uh, 
Cuphead, as everyone knows, is animated very much in the old, like, what is that guy's name? Ralph Bakshi? No, older than that. Yeah, Ralph Bakshi is the, the pervert one. Oh, uh, who's the one that did, like, Bosco? Oh, I don't remember. It's that old, like... Yeah, uh, cartoon style. Of Iwerks. Yeah, of Iwerks, yeah. Walt Disney style. Yeah. All right, well, whatever, those kinds of cartoon style. Um, but there's, in the DLC, there's one scene where the background, instead of being drawn, is claymation, and it yeah. fucks my mind right up. That's awesome. <laughs> it is. It's such a good game, and, like, uh I can't believe anyone hasn't played Cuphead all the way through, because it's one of the greatest video games of the last decade, I think. It's too hard. Yeah, that's what's so good about no, it. No, I don't like hard video games when I have to be but, good at them. But it's fun to be good at them. Yeah, like, but I won't it, be. It genuinely teaches your brain to be more patient in a way that I think everyone needs. Like, I I think before I played Cuphead, I didn't realize how, like, getting frustrated after I fail is more harmful than just treating failures as a way to, like, do better next time. I feel like it it actually taught me to be a better person, <laughs> which is weird, but I genuinely think that that's true. Is it one of those pattern recognition things where yes. the first time you play, you're like, no one could possibly do this, but the tenth yes. time, you're like, I didn't even get hurt that time. Yes. Mm. It's great. It's, it's a great uh, game. It's a series it's of too. incredibly complicated Mega Man boss fights, but animated gorgeously. <clears throat> I bet that yep. claymation thing is a reference to uh, old Popeye cartoons used to do that. Oh really? Oh yes, probably. Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple that started like going viral the past couple years because like Popeye is animated normally, but he's walking in front of what is clearly like a set, <laughs> like that was <laughs> constructed out of like clay and I don't know pipe cleaners, whatever they make. They were stuff really out just of. making cool. it up as they went along back in those days, huh? Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. They were inventing animation, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Is Popeye the worst animation? Maybe. I don't think so. It has yeah, a lot of character Popeye's to it. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the rotoscopes, cheapo 70s stuff, that was the worst animation. Yeah. Where the mm. mouths barely move, all that. <clears throat> the worst yeah. is everything where they're like, Scooby-Doo is really successful. Let's do that 300 more times, but with half the budget. <laughs> I don't know. There's something secretly beautiful about, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters meeting Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Conceptually, yes, but visually, no. Uh, yeah, visually, okay, no. <laughs> it always bugged me that the Scooby-Doo characters, uh, they didn't bother to make sure their eyes were, like, the whites of their eyes were white. They just put flesh color over the entire face. Yeah. It's cheaper and easier that way. Scooby-Doo yeah. was already, like, very cheap, and then they made a lot more of it a lot cheaper. <laughs> yep. I always think it's so odd how... Even today, even modern animation does stuff where they'll be like, okay, so, like, the people who do character design do the designs and then ship the scripts off to Korea, and then it gets done by people there, and then it just comes back finished. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those people in Korea are having to draw so much of this stuff, though. Like, it's not like it's just... It, it's not like it has gotten easier, it's just that you've made other people who can't talk about it do it. <laughs> You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, disappointing. Odd. Yep. <laughs> What'd you do this week, Matt? <clears throat> um, well, in addition to playing the Cuphead DLC, as I talked about, I also have been playing a little bit of the new hot game that everyone's been talking about, which is Neon White. Mm, that's what uh -huh. I was going to guess. Is this a visual novel? I'm still not sure. 
Uh, it is the best way to describe it, it, in my opinion, is what if Hades was a first person shooter? I thought Hades was a first person shooter. Well, it is not. It's an isometric, <laughs> like, brawler. Okay. Hades um, is top down, hyper fast Diablo. Yeah. So it has visual novel elements in that when you're in the hub world, you talk to other characters and give them gifts and learn about their, their lives and whatnot. Um, but the game part is a bunch of short, like 20 second long, um, platforming first person shooter levels. Uh, and you play it through over and over again until you can do it faster than like the the time limit basically mm-hmm. um so because the levels are so short and they reload so quickly um it becomes this sort of like thing this game of just memorizing the button presses at the right times and like mm. you know you swing you swing the gun around and you shoot the demon that you're fighting or whatever um and you don't have to really aim that much and you can just sort of throw what you got against the wall and see what happens it ends up making it feel like you that when you watch a, a speed run of a video game that's actually hard and the guy does stuff that's incredibly impressive you feel like that every time you beat a level in neon white which is again every i don't know minute or two mm, okay. uh, which is awesome hmm. yeah this is a uh, this is on game pass right so i can just play it I don't think it is. I think it's only on Switch and PC right now. Mm, interesting. That's unusual. Well, it was like an independently made game, and I don't think that they wanted to go through the process of getting like licensing to publish on uh, all of the platforms, and it's extremely Switch-like, uh, I don't know, appropriate for Switch, because it, like, the way you play the game... Uh, because it's in such little chunks, it's like a perfect game to play uh, on a mobile platform like that. Mm. I was disappointed after we talked about Tunic to find out that Tunic is not on Switch. It could be, but it, they have an exclusive deal with Microsoft for like two more years. Oh, mm. I didn't know about the ex- exclusive deal. Yeah, yeah that game. That game disappointing. Perfect for that game would be perfect for Switch. Yep. <sighs> Obviously, this it is isn't why you gotta get a game deck, everyone. No a game deck, <laughs> a Steam deck. Yeah, I like uh, that no you one called can do it. That yet, though. I like that you called it a game deck, though, as if you were a mm-hmm. grandma buying the wrong thing. The problem is that there's a video game that just came out called Game Deck that mm-hmm. I have and keep meaning to play, and then I keep c- confusing the game deck and the Steam deck. Mm, I see. Uh, have you played, uh, what was that, Last Call BBS, the the final Zachtronics game? I'm, no, I don't know what any of that is. Uh, okay. Zachtronics makes uh, games like Space Cam and uh, Exapunk, and they're like these kind of games built around sort of programming or visual programming style gameplay and they just okay. announced like, like we're not do we're not doing any more games this is the last one no it's not any problem we just decided to be done huh. yeah i've wanted to try those like uh quadrilateral cowboy style games cuz i think that i do enjoy programming um i just haven't gotten around to them yet yeah i think the zactronic stuff is even techier than that i put a little bit of shenzhen io which is just Mm. 
straight up a game where you have to uh do QA for code. That's pretty much what my job is, so I probably <laughs> don't want to do that. It's weirdly fun. Um but yeah, I've, that's on that's on Game Pass for PC and I want to play it. Anyway, <laughs> unrelated to anything else. Anyway, Neon White, uh the main character is voiced by the guy from Cowboy Bebop who does Spike's voice. Uh, and it's extremely Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> it, it feels like if somebody made Cowboy Bebop the video game, it would just be this. Uh, the, the story of it is that you are a person who died and went to heaven, but, uh, there are a hundred people in heaven who shouldn't be there, and so only one of them is gonna be allowed to stay, and it's the person who kills the most demons. So, there's this, like, weird battle royale in heaven, where everyone is rushing out to the lower levels to exterminate the demons that are infiltrating heaven. That hmm. rules. <laughs> is it yes. like a game show? Are people in heaven watching this for entertainment? Um, it's unclear because the, <laughs> okay. the people who are in heaven legitimately are all real dicks. <laughs> Uh um they keep on like walking past you and being like oh look at this like troglodyte he's disgusting here you can have some of my garbage to eat garbage person um it's just like the real heaven (laughs) so it it i have only played the first you know maybe quarter of the game maybe even less um but it sure seems like it's building to something where this maybe isn't really heaven, or mm. there's something else going on here. Also, your character has no memories, but everyone else does have memories, and a lot of people remember your character and don't like him. Man, is there any more played-out trope than the hero of this sci-fi or fantasy thing it doesn't have any memory? <laughs> well, it's very yeah. useful in video games. Yeah, yeah. I hate it, though. <laughs> it, it's weird because, like... You need to have a way in which us, the audience, can have what's going on explained to us without it being, like, two people saying what they already know to each other. That's yeah. why Navi was invented, and we sh- every game should have a Navi. God, Navi sucks, though. <laughs> and Navi was explaining to Link, who should know what's going on in the world, what's going on in the world. And also, part of the magic of those games is figuring out what's going on in the world without knowing what's going on in the world, and she'll just be like, and hey, hey, all- hey, you can't dismiss but hey, 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 here's the solution. Here's where you have to go right now. Don't figure it out. Just go there. <laughs> and also, is there a more personality-less main character in video game history than Link? Yeah. Yeah. It actually makes sense in his most recent game where he doesn't have memories, really. Yeah, see? It's the same it's shit. Perf- you have to explain why the video game character can do cool stuff, but doesn't know what's going on. It's the... The, See also Jason Bourne. Yep. Uh, the Witcher is a good example because it's like three video games that are sequels to a series of novels that no one in America has read. Uh, so they just have to give the character amnesia at the beginning of each video game. No, he only has amnesia at the beginning of the first one. In the third one, it starts with him having a bath uh, with a demon that jumps in there and then a naked lady's like, hey, I just sicked this demon on you for a joke. And like, he knows what's going on, and he's like, haha, that's funny, and me, the the player who didn't play the first two games, is like, who the fuck are any of these people? What is happening? <laughs> I thought he, I thought he, there was some kind of memory thing in the third one, that's my mistake. 
No, the the third one's framing device that allows us, the players, to get an entry is that uh, it has a lot of flashbacks to when Geralt's Geralt's uh, adoptive daughter is learning to be a Witcher. Mm. You know, I just remembered I played like the first hour or two of Witcher 3 mm-hmm. when you said about the training to be a Witcher. I'm like, yeah, I remember. I did, saw that yeah. cutscene and maybe played a level in Witcher school. <laughs> yeah, I was there's gonna say, a level have in... you just seen it on the TV show? Because that's what they covered in the most recent season. I yes. have not watched. I've watched like maybe an episode and a half of that. <laughs> hmm. How have you not watched all of it? It rules, and you see Superman's dick. <laughs> you do not. You absolutely do not. Do not listen oh, to that. Oh, you can imagine it, though. You see so <laughs> close to it. <laughs> I haven't because I'm bad at watching shows, and I don't have Netflix anymore, but I can add it to my list oh. of things to steal. Yeah, you definitely should watch it. It's very good. And you specifically would like it, Jeff. Yeah, mm, I, that sounds like an insult of some kind, but I've given <laughs> you like the benefit it. of the doubt. <laughs> I like it, and I'm an idiot, so you'll like it, too. <laughs> hey! <laughs> uh, cool, sounds good. Yep. So, Louisa, what did you do this week? <laughs> uh, this week I started watching some shows that have just come back, shows that we all like, I think. Ooh, your uh, shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. Only Murders in the Building has just come back, and also What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Ah. And now I'm trying to figure, they both are on a schedule where only one episode comes out a week, so I'm trying to decide if I want to get all caught up and Mm. just get my one a week that I can have, or, like, wait more and space them out so I can have, like, one every four days. (laughs) Yeah, this is is why I I don't know that I'm going to be able to contribute much to this conversation, because I haven't watched either of them in a while, because I want to wait until they're not coming out periodically. Yeah. Yeah, I I like I like a once a week release schedule. I know that that puts me in the minority at least on this podcast, but I I like getting something to look forward to or like remembering like oh, it's Wednesday. It's time to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi. The problem <laughs> is that I get so much more out of a show when I'm in the middle of watching it where like I can remember better the stuff that happened previously and so yeah. Watching it all over the course of a couple of days, I can sort of piece the the mysteries together or whatever. Whereas when I watch it once a week, I will regularly be like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" <laughs> no, I want and one then of Jen will be like, "Oh, that's the guy that was the main character last season." Do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> I want one of the characters to tell me what happened previously. <laughs> <laughs> they say, "Hey, listen, this yeah. guy. We met him last year. You worked at this guy's job previously uh. on Star Wars." <laughs> <laughs> a long, long time ago. <laughs> yeah. They they had to do a pretty much previously on Star Wars at the start of Obi-Wan, because you need to know so many things to understand the context of that stupid show. Yeah. I liked it. It was stupid. <laughs> uh, so I'm enjoying both shows. I won't say anything about them, although um, I think they're doing a good job this season for both of those. Um, the thing I'm most frustrated by right now is how we've talked about this before but how incredibly bad streaming services interfaces are Mm. the fact that i can't look at a page for only murders in the building and know when the first season aired when the second season's schedule is uh which episodes are gonna be in this season how long the season's gonna be like It just doesn't tell me any of that stuff. I still have to go online to look for it. Like, you should be telling it to me, Hulu. You want me to watch this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
if any of our listeners wants to make a million dollars, here's what you do. Um, Kill someone. Just like, <laughs> Here's an envelope but, with but unmarked a very cash. very specific person, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> no, um, it's sort of like what TiVo did in the 90s. Like, somebody just needs to make a website that is a front end that links to all of the other streaming sites. And you just go on that site and you type in the name of a show. And then it looks to see what things you have subscriptions to. And if you can watch it for free, links you to where that is that you can watch it for free. Yes. That would be yeah. fucking incredible. I have to, and it, like yeah. that homepage could have information about here's how many episodes there are per season. Here's how many seasons have they been renewed. Like it would be, it would be so straightforward. I'm shocked somebody hasn't done this already. And yeah. on top of that, all of that information is in publicly available databases compiled by people who mm-hmm. watch TV. Like that's what Plex pulls from. Yeah, mm-hmm. TVDB like already exists. It's just big companies don't want to use it because they've, I guess, focus grouped their interface into oblivion, and now it looks like garbage. And they're convinced it's perfect and great. Well, the thing yeah. that's frustrating me most as of right now is Hulu will write a description. HBO Max does this too. They'll write a description of the episode and be like, "So and so is having a fight with this guy, and they need to find out more about the." And then as you're looking at the screen, there will be an ellipsis, and you're like, oh, I want to find out the rest of what this description Mm -hmm. is. There is nowhere to do that. If you click on more, or you click on that specific episode, it still shows you that sentence fragment with an ellipsis. Where the fuck is the rest of that sentence? Someone wrote that sentence! Yeah. Yeah. How? How How are you doing it this bad? You know what's been driving me insane lately? I've realized that if you own a game on Steam... Mm-hmm. and you're in big picture mode which is how like the interface that makes it look more like a game console i use it when i'm in when i'm handheld on my piece on my like little handheld thingy or when i'm playing yeah. on the tv because it's a nice interface but yeah. if i go to the store and go to a video game i can in no way find out who developed that video game and click on the developer yeah. to see what other games they made. That's what I think is happening to me with Hulu. Like, I'm wondering if I if I were watching Hulu on my computer, could I, yeah. like, mouse over that picture and have the full sentence show? Yes. But can. I'm watching it on my fucking TV because it's a TV show and I want to watch it on TV. Yes, yes. I agree. Ah! It's It's so annoying and, like... What it's all the information is there. All you have yeah. to do is put in a minimal amount of code to have your software take that information, which is freely available from the same goddamn internet the show is streaming on. Yes. It the the thing of it is I mean, this is how we know we're in late stage capitalism, because if anyone could just introduce a competitor to these things that was like good and had all of the things that everyone once it would drive all of them to do the same thing but they've boxed out that possibility so now you have like all you have are choices of variations on the same bad thing and they will stay that way forever because they have paid to make it impossible for somebody to make the good thing instead yep that's why that's why i bought a plex pass and a 18 terabyte hard drive (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they probably have done focus group stuff that shows that people don't look at menus on streaming services or something, so they're like, well, mm. who cares? But the fact that, like, if you're watching an HBO show, 
Uh, HBO frequently misunderstands where you were in a show, and it yep. saves the wrong point in an episode or the wrong episode. There's no way to... When you sign in and it's like, would you like to continue watching Barry, which I've been watching episode, season three, episode two. I'm like, no, I'm on episode three already. I know that. The fastest way to get there is to play the episode it thinks I'm on, episode two, pause it, go down to more options, and then see the rest of the episodes. I cannot just go to the show's page. Yes, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. It's so deranged also, how bad HBO Max is compared to how yes. enormous and perfect their catalog is. <laughs> it's also weird that very often there will be movies on HBO Max that I'm like, maybe I will want to watch this. And then I want to watch a trailer for it to see if it's the kind of movie I would want to mm-hmm. watch. And instead of just being like, well, I'm already here and HBO owns that trailer... So I can just push a button to play it. I have to go out to YouTube yeah. and look up a trailer for that movie. Yeah. Fucking, what are you doing, HBO? <laughs> there have been times when um, sometimes an HBO show will start with a brief trailer for a different show. And you can skip that right away if you want. So a lot of times yeah. I'll go to skip that. And then a second later, my brain catches up and it's like, oh, actually, I did want to know more about that show. Mm-hmm. Where on the HBO app can I find trailers for shows so i can watch them and the answer is nowhere (laughs) you're right you have to go to youtube yep someone (sighs) worked to make that thing and i want to watch that thing Mm -hmm. and you want me to want to watch that thing and yet uh, you have not given me the way to uh, way to do it (laughs) my favorite part is on youtube there's no way to make it stop like it's so hard to browse and be like do i want to watch this video because it'll just (laughs) start playing yeah Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't want it to do that. I want to be able to see a trailer for a show on the app that the show is on, and I yep. don't want to watch a YouTube video that I haven't goddamn clicked on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say of all of them, I guess Netflix is the best because at least when you click on a show, it brings you to a menu showing you all the episodes and seasons of the show. Yes, and if you click on information about a specific episode, it does load the entire paragraph about of information, so you can tell if you watched it already or not. <clears throat> I feel like it's because Netflix started from a place of well, didn't start, but like the big, the its big success was from a streaming place. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like you know Disney and HBO were TV things first or theater things first, and then came into streaming. So they still kind of have disdain for you wanting to stream stuff. <laughs> They're like, well, if they really gave a shit, they would watch it when we air it instead of streaming it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame that Netflix has a fairly, like, fairly well-designed apps. Like, on some platforms, it's worse than others. But their catalog sucks, and whoever manages the company is an asshole. Like, can, can, can someone from HBO just steal that technology? Mm-hmm. That would be great. Because their catalog's good, and I assume the people who run that uh, company are also assholes, but yeah. not, like, outspokenly so, so... Uh. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing how low the bar is for <laughs> rich people now, yeah. where it's yeah. just like, I know you're going to be, you know, the worst person, but if you just don't talk about it too much, I'll pretend that I don't know that. Yeah, as yeah. long as I never yeah. find out which hate groups you uh, donate 
thousands of dollars to. It's like, yeah. I'm I'm willing no to enter on- this into this uh, gentleman's agreement with you. There's no way on earth the people who own Pizza Hut, for instance, aren't also shitty, terrible monsters. But I don't have to look at their horrible Papa John makeup cake <laughs> face, talk to me about how I'm a lower human being, so I will pretend and buy Pizza Hut all the time. Oh, Matt, it's not you that he thinks is a lower human being, but I understand I mean, what you mean. <laughs> he thinks I'm a lower human being, and then he thinks that other groups are are below that in other ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like oh boy. it's like you know, Popeyes uh, is their chicken sandwich is pretty good, not as good as yep. the Chick Fil A one. Guarantee Disagree. you, guarantee you, Dave Popeye or whatever uh, donates. So much money to Republicans who want to blow up the moon or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, because the Chick Fil A guy is so outspoken about it that he closes his restaurant on Sundays, I'm not going to go to Chick Fil A. Yep. Yeah. Ugh, anyway, it's all very frustrating. It's hard to watch shows. I really hate with HBO. It's become something I know now that will happen that is very predictable. Which is, if you're watching a show and you pause it. You go to the bathroom, whatever, come back, press play. If you have to pause that show again, any point in its run to do anything for even a minute and then press play again, it will jump back to the first place you paused. Huh. That doesn't happen for me. That's every weird. single time. Yeah. I know it's going to happen every single time. So I ha- when I press play, I have to real quick look at the timestamp. Oh, it's 10 minutes from the end. So I have to remember that in my mind because when it jumps back to 25 minutes from the end, I'm going to have to fast forward. I do that a lot, too, because Paramount Plus is somehow much worse than HBO. They also have, they don't have a catalog that's as good as HBO, but, like, it's definitely, like, I'll start an episode, I have to turn on captions every time, which is hard to do because the cursor is not obvious, like, what icon is highlighted that you can click on. And so yep. sometimes I'll pause it and think I've moved to captions and click and it'll start playing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, HBO Max, I started watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon for the first time. And great movie. And it yes, showed you the dragons right away. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, you can jump right to the end. <laughs> the tigers were standing up straight. It sucked. <laughs> but um, the movie starts quite atmospheric. You see some long shots. It's very establishing. You hear people talking. They are speaking a Chinese language. Mm-hmm. I do not. And then it just pops up on the screen. Spoilers, at the end he's killed by a witch's needle. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching this, and I'm seeing people talk. I, I understand what's happening. This guy is uh, has come back to this house, and uh, people are very excited to see him. I do not understand anything, and there are no subtitles. And it's not until there's a very long conversation that I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I should probably be able to tell what they're talking about, <laughs> that I realize I have to restart the movie five minutes ago because HBO just didn't turn on subtitles for me. That's it's way- That's weird. <laughs> yeah. And here's the other thing. If you have subtitles turned on... Like, English subtitles turned on because you have a hard time hearing what people are saying because the volume is always mixed terribly in things. Yeah. Sometimes that turns off the subtitles for <laughs> the other languages. <laughs> Man, like, it's a mess. Uh, yeah. I've mm. discovered that there are, ac- there are features activated by default on Plex, which is 
probably my main streaming service going forward, where instead of but Plex sucks maybe worse than all of them it for is this difficult. other yeah. stuff. At least half the time it's like you don't have a library. Sorry, there's nothing yeah. you can watch. And its default settings are all deranged. Like you have <laughs> yes. to turn you have to turn off uh on the fly tr- like turn this video into a different format to send it over the internet. No, just don't do that, and then if you have subtitles on, you have to turn off, uh, yeah, burn the subtitles onto the video on the fly, which requires 100% of your CPU's power and all of your internet. <laughs> no, I don't want that feature on by default. Why is that on by default? The thing that drives me crazy about Plex is that when you pause something, if you let it sit paused for more than, I don't know, a minute... Uh, it then goes to a sleep screen, yeah. and then when you wake it up from the sleep screen, it has forgotten everything you've ever done. Yeah, it's like you're not even watching this show. Good luck yeah. finding it again. Were you watching something? Uh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I'm sorry. I was getting high. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think you were a computer. Yeah, uh, my buddy Quibby came over. He's in real dire straits right now. And I, you know, I smoked him out a little bit. And- <laughs> We yeah. ordered some Papa John's. Oh, no, you didn't want me to say that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think we all have a lot of frustrations with <laughs> streaming services. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I've been dealing with this week. But, Jeff, what have you been doing this week? Oh, God! <laughs> um, no, I, I... Let's see. I already talked about... Did I talk about reading Die last week? The, uh, no. The, no, I think so. It's a comic book about people who get sucked into a role-playing game. Uh, it's I just finished it. It's four volumes. It's incredibly good. Um, huh. It doesn't sound like it could be. It sounds like that Tom Hanks movie from the 80s. What was that called? Yeah, or that Saturday morning cartoon show mm-hmm. that was called the same thing, Dungeons and Dragons. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the... the, um, the pr- oh, the Tom Hanks ones was Mazes and Monsters. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, it was off-brand. The premise of the uh, comic was... Uh, you know, a, the writer, he wrote little essays in the back to, like, talk about some of the inspiration and stuff, and I read those, too. Uh, and he said he was, like, at a con talking with writer friends about D&D, and someone brought up the D&D cartoon and how it ended abruptly because it got cancelled without the kids figuring out how to get out of the game. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And so he was like, well, let's, ex- I want to explore that as, like, of a uh, kind of horror comic, uh, like like it reminds that reminds me of the, the horror I had as a child reading the Chronicles of Narnia books. When in the first book, the kids never figure out how to get home until they die of old age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very much uh, like imagine if Stephen King's It, uh, but Derry and Pennywise are a D and D game. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, it's, or, you know, a Jumanji type of thing. Um, yeah. but they get, su- they got sucked into the game for two years as children. And then, uh, they're in their early forties and they have to go back for reasons. And uh, it's mm-hmm. very good. It gets into like what it means to role play the history of role playing as a like social storytelling medium. It's, Gosh, I just, I really, really liked it. It's by Kieran Gillen and uh, Stephanie Hans. Um, Kieran Gillen. Kieran Gillen, who's that? I know that name. Uh, he is the British comic book writer behind such uh, 
such comics as Phonogram and the uh, reboot of Young Avengers that uh, was no. very well praised and the uh, run mm-hmm. where Loki was a little boy. And he was Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Yep. Yes, and he has a very similar <laughs> name to Karen Gillan, who was Nebula in, in the all the Avengies. Um, No, I've definitely heard of Kieran Gillen before. Oh, he did a lot of Star Wars stuff. Maybe that's what Oh, yeah, he wrote a bunch of the uh, Star Wars, like, after Disney bought it and they started being Marvel Comics again stuff. He did The Mm -hmm. Wicked and the Divine. He had, like, a bunch of uh, X-Men comics. Uh, Oh, you might have actually heard of him because he, I think, founded uh, Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I've heard of that. I don't like it. I don't like the name. Mm. Uh, yeah, 2007 was a different time, I guess. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's, uh, he shifted to comics after that, and I've been following his comics for a while, and I like them. Oh, okay, he, he worked with, um, Boom, the, like, indie comics people as well, right? Uh, yeah, I can't think of what he wrote with Boom, though. He did Warhammer. Oh, that's um, fun. He did a a series called Once in Future about Arthurian legend. That's cool. Oh, I wanted to read that one, too. That was advertised in the back of Die with, like, more stuff by this author. Um, Yeah, I think that he's he's quite a good writer, especially when he's doing uh, sort of metatextual fantasy in the way that, you know, a story about people getting sucked into D&D is going to be that no matter how you uh, write it, unless you're, I don't know, trauma pictures yeah i i mean i believe you that it's good because i i trust your taste in comics but i find it hard to believe because i feel like so many people have tried to do that thing of like ooh, tabletop role-playing games but somebody gets sucked into it and like the reason i think that doesn't work is because that's already kind of the premise of the game anyway (laughs) Like, you're already pretending that you're in that world when you play the game. Yeah. So to have a fantasy where the fantasy is, but you actually are in the game, is just more of the game. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's interesting, because it does play with that. Like, uh, mm-hmm. when the characters are teenagers, the characters they create to play die, they don't create knowing that they're going to get sucked into the game. So, like, mm-hmm. one of the guys, he's, you know, 16, and within the past couple months, his mother passed away. And so the character he creates is very much reflective of his, like, grief and depression at the time. But when mm-hmm. he goes back to the world, and he's in his 40s, he's already processed all of those emotions. And now he has right. to bring them back to the surface in a way that is interesting and complicated and, like... Not done in what? not done in the way I would expect, where the character like feels sixteen again. But he's like, no, like I pro- I went to therapy. Like it doesn't cause me those same bad feelings anymore. Hmm. I guess the thing that's tripping me up is why does he have to bring those back up? Like the game is like if they go back into the game as their characters, they can still be the people they are in real life, right? Like. I, there's nothing about your character in Dungeons and Dragons that makes you like feel a certain way to play the character, you know? Yeah, I think it was um because when you are in the game embodying the character and the character is like a moody guy who gets his power from feeling bad, uh then it's like you know, that that aspect of it is like, well, 
I'm going to die in this fantasy world if I don't figure out how to power myself with the emotions that I had when I created this character. See, now mm. this sounds like every terrible Dungeons & Dragons character that people made when I was 17 and playing exactly. Dungeons & Dragons. Exactly, that's the whole point. But, like, <laughs> that's not how Dungeons & Dragons works. I remember playing games with people who were playing for the first time and were like, oh, okay, I'm an emo teen, I want to make it that my character's magic is powered by how angry he is! And it's like, no, your, your magic is powered by knowing magic spells. Like, <laughs> there's not a mechanic in this for being sad enough to cast spells harder. Oh, I should- Fucking stop I it. I should say, they're not in proper Dungeons and Dragons. They're in, yeah. like, a homebrew game because it was 1991 and they were, like, snobby moody teens who were like, we're too good for Dungeons and Dragons. We're gonna play yeah. Shadowrun and Vampire and oh, you want us to play a fantasy game? I guess so. We'll give it a shot this one time. Uh, so, yeah. anyway, I like it. It's pretty good. Um, it gets into really interesting things about why we roleplay and how it interacts with our identity and our mood and, like, who we who we are and who we want to be and who we aspire to be and, like, the meaning stories have for us when, we're, when we step away from the table. Uh, so, I, yeah. I like it. I highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think that... I, I mean, I assume that this guy... Karen Gillian um, has played tabletop games before. It sounds like he understands them at least better than a lot of the one the other fiction around uh, tabletop has been. Yeah, that's what makes it work. Th thankfully, yeah. I, like the I guess the reason I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around this is at least partially because every other time someone has tried to adapt a tabletop game into other media, it has been done exclusively by people who have never played those games <laughs> and have loathing for those games. Yeah. Yeah, that's what uh that's what kind of surprised me about this is it demonstrates from the start a genuine affection for the medium. Um hmm. and like a you know, several not just a viewpoint, but like several different viewpoints that real players have about games and like the types of players you have in those games and i don't know it was, it was interesting and has since been adapted into a full rpg that i backed on kickstarter where you hmm. first create the character yeah you create the players uh and yeah. all of their foibles and then create the characters they're going to play as Oh no, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how how crunchy and mechanical it is, because I haven't gotten to look at any of the preview stuff, but I'm hopeful, because I think that the character classes, as presented in the comic, are really cool, and I'd be interested mm. to see if they were um, translated well to an actual game. Mm. Um, did we do what everyone did this week already? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think so. Time for the show. Alright, so what do we do on this show? Well, we go to the WikiHow Suggested Articles page, and we enter a random word to see a list of articles people have requested related to that word. And today's word is grow. Ooh. I refuse, actually. You refuse to grow? <laughs> yep. Well. I don't want to grow up. You... I'm a Toys R Us kid. If we Toys R Us growing... is gone, Jeff! You're living in the past! <laughs> <laughs> If we keep growing as characters, then the show's premise will eventually run out, right? Yeah, it'll have to yeah. be called, uh, mm, uh, uh, <laughs> Go mature on. the net. Politefully program the World Wide Web. Politefully? <laughs> yeah. 
we're, I like we're that fancy word. now. Yeah. We're going to have to play our characters that we made when we were teenagers again. <laughs> no, I've, I've put away childish things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot about growing very specific plants on this uh, in this here list. Yep, I do like how to grow an Arakan daisy. I assume you mean African, and enough people made that uh, typo. No, it's to grow one on the planet Arrakis. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you you can't. There's no water on that planet. That's the thing. Uh, about if it. you worship the sh- if you worship the Shyalude, then they will bring you daisies. <laughs> That's uh, how they get you. I don't see this typo. I just have uh, how to grow African daisies. No, at the bottom. Uh, it's in two, two places. Oh, yeah, I see. There it is. And here's the thing. I know what African violets are. I have no idea what African daisies are. What are people talking about? Uh, it's a yeah, daisy from Africa. Yeah, is it, I mean, though? I'm sure it's a plant. There's so many fucking plants out there, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's also known as daisy bush. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, with plant- that, Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm working on a joke. Go for it. That's what they had to mm-hmm. contend with- on the Dukes of Hazard when they tried to make those tiny shorts. Mm, okay. okay. All right. Uh, All right. <laughs> you know, execution not great, but concept I, <laughs> I, I'll I give you points for. Thank you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> plant taxonomy confuses the hell out of me so much. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mostly things that look like things. Yeah. Well, that's all taxonomy, but, you know, it's... It gets confusing because it's like, once you get down to species, then there's a hundred different cultivars that are all totally different. It's like, these yeah. these two things are the same species, but you would never uh, have them uh, on the, in the same meal. <sighs> <laughs> Eating daisies? Okay. <laughs> People do. You could. Yeah, you can. What's the difference They're between a flower though. and fruit but thyme? Uh, time guess. is neither a flower nor a fruit. Oh, a- Matt solved your riddle, uh, Mister Sphinx. Okay, you may you may pass. Yes, <laughs> into the underworld. Well, that's where I wanted to go. Actually, <laughs> I'm actually laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and then you look you look back and turn into a pillar of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, back towards the overworld. I'm mixing a lot of things here. There was a Jeopardy question the other day that was like, people have found the meteor strike that was the inspiration behind the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that happened a year ago. Apparently they found the evidence that uh, that uh, Sodom was just hit by a meteor. How has that not radically changed religion? Uh, well, because re- nothing will. <laughs> yeah, religion is not based on uh, evidence and logic. <laughs> Yeah, and like, where did that meteor come from if not God? Am I right, you guys? Exactly. Yeah. What What is the difference between God smiting the Sodomites and a meteor coming out of the sky to crush the city from nowhere? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, anyway. I do love the idea, though, that the people in Gomorrah looked over and saw a meteor fucking devastating their neighbors, and they were like, mm, that's probably because they were sinners. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, didn't the same thing happen with the uh, Mount Vesuvius explosion, where people were like, wow, you know, Herculaneum got real fucked up, but we're probably fine. <laughs> then the, oh no, it's coming for us too! <laughs> <laughs> There's something especially, uh, like, human about the idea, though, of being like, wow, Herculaneum got sh- fucked up. They probably did something to deserve it. <laughs> yeah, we're fine because we don't deserve it. So, is it weird that this is the first time I'm learning that there were other towns uh, destroyed by the <laughs> eruption that destroyed Pompeii? Pompeii was the one that got 
uh, absolutely destroyed. But Herculaneum... Wait, no, Herculaneum got more destroyed? Oh, One of them boy. got, like... Yeah. The Wikipedia more. article refers to all four cities as being destroyed. Pompeii, Herculaneum, Oplantis, and Stabiae. But the there thing was is, there was a timeline, and I don't actually remember the timeline I think, anymore. I think Herculaneum was the first one to get got, and literally no one got out of the city in time. Mm. And then some people did survive Pompeii. I think that's the way around it. Right, and that one guy in Pompeii had time to start jerking off before he got covered in the ashes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh man, if if you're gonna die anyway, you know, <laughs> might as well. Might as well. Uh, Herculaneum, that's the substance that they find on the planet in Avatar? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, also right. Hercules' only weakness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty good. Yep. Oh, uh, man. Is Hercules in this new Thor movie? Uh, we don't have to get into it, but I I bet he is. Uh, I He's not in the movie. What? Is he implied to be in a future movie? It's Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, isn't, like, Zeus in this or some shit? Yeah, Zeus is in there. Uh, yeah, and you can't have Zeus be real in a Thor movie without Hercules coming eventually. There will be Herculeses in l- other movies. <laughs> Wait, more than one? Well, I, I don't know that. if more than one. They're, uh, they'll definitely fuck each other. the same guy. Did you? I didn't know this, but uh, Hercules in the comic books is currently in a relationship with uh, Novar, who's one of those, like, uh, Kree guys. Okay. Um, are they the blue alien people? Uh, he's one of the, the peach ones, but yeah, the Kree are the blue <laughs> aliens, mostly. Uh, and I was very surprised by that. That's very cool. Uh, I know I read, in, like, an alternate universe where, uh, where Hercules and Wolverine are, like, mm. a couple and the kings of Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that's very fun and cool, but it's, it's... That's a good idea, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was, what was Hercules' boyfriend in the, in the real myths called? He was... Ooh, uh, Telemachus, is that right? Oh, no, shit. No, 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 Who was Telemachus? Damn it! Uh, oh, he got drowned in a well when he was gathering water for the Argonauts, and his name was... There was a oh, whole... Telemachus was Odysseus' son. Whoops. There's, a, there's a whole Wikipedia category, male lovers of Heracles. This yeah, dude course. got around. Yeah, uh, of course. Was it they, after kept, his... they kept getting killed on various adventures, didn't they? And then he needed <laughs> a new guy. Was it Abderus? No. Uh, Admetus of Ferre? No. Adonis? No. Corythus? No. U- Eurystheus? <laughs> no, no. Hold on. It might I'm be Eurystheus. That sounds right. List of Argonauts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I should just look for which one of these guys was an Argonaut. Oh, yeah. If- Ifitos. Or no, Ifitus. <laughs> I mean, he was one of the lovers of Hercules and was an Argonaut. I like that Jason was a real himbo in uh, that story, and Jason's like, kind of a himbo name nowadays, too, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's carried through time. I yeah. really like that nature, the like nature of of myths and stuff back then is there would just be fun cameos and crossovers. Like, yeah, Hercules yeah. had his own adventures, but also, you know, he was kind of a background comic relief character <laughs> in Jason's whole deal. I've always Sometimes thought- sorry. No, go on. Sometimes I wonder if that's why they invented immortality for a lot of these characters. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Hercules was immortal too. That's how he was able to be an Argonaut mm-hmm. 7,000 years after <laughs> this other stuff happened. Yeah, It must be so hard. If you if you are a writer and you have a successful book series that has like so many characters, it must be overwhelming the urge to do those kind of crossovers because you don't have to get 
right, so you don't have to get actors to agree to things. Like, it's all in your book, it's in your mind, it's your story, you can do that whenever you want. Yeah. Ugh. I, I imagine it must be, you know, it's a completely different thing because anyone can write any goddamn story about Hercules or Sherlock Holmes or now Winnie the Pooh that they <laughs> yeah. want to, but I imagine it must be very tempting if you're uh, writing for Marvel or DC and you have enough sway that they'll kind of let you use whatever obscure guys you want. Mm-hmm. You could be like, I'm going to do this comic where uh, D-Man and Lady Deadpool team up with Howard the Duck. (laughs) (laughs) And then it has to be canon for some other poor writer to figure out the future. (laughs) And and their superhero team is called 3D. Yay! D-Man, Deadpool, Duck. Yep, you did it. We did it. Um, This is saying it was Philoctetes, who I know is the name of... um, the goat man in the Disney version. <laughs> uh, yeah, they had pretty. They have good chemistry in that one, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, I used to remember his this guy's name, and now I don't. Philoctetes nuts. All right, yeah, I'll allow Thank it. Thank you. I said it with enough confidence that it got allowed. <laughs> uh, so, how do you grow a long beard, though? Stop shaving. That's it. <laughs> Yep. You just don't cut it anymore, that's it. <laughs> the thing is, you're gonna enter- I mean, I don't have a long beard, and I don't know if I'm capable of growing one, but as I understand it, and I felt this with my short beard, you're gonna enter into phases of your life where you're gonna be like, but I do need to cut this for other reasons. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm meeting- I'm having a job interview, I do need to cut my beard back a little bit, and if you can resist that urge, then you can probably grow a long beard. Yeah, stop living in a society. That's how you grow a long beard. That's how hermits do it. But it worked Lu- for Alan Moore. But Louisa, we live in a society. <laughs> mm, not anymore, you're gonna live on a mountain with no oh society. Oh my god, we're, oh. we're getting reverse jokered. We're living the dream of not having to be a part of this horrible society anymore. Finally. (sighs) How to grow a backbone. (gasps) Ooh, it feels like this should be a comeback for a slam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what it would be. It would be fun, if this article did exist on WikiHow, it would be fun to link to this when you are arguing with people on the internet. Oh, yes, it would be. Mm. Uh, I like how to... I like how to, uh, no, I don't. It's gone. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh-oh. How to grow a Joshua tree. You need to get Bono and the Edge together. <laughs> the thing about then... Joshua trees is they live in the desert, right? So don't you just mm. ignore them, basically? Well, but you want to have one of yours. You want to have one of your own. Right, but you, you, get a, you get a seed. You go to Joshua Tree National Do Park. they have seeds? Are they a one that has seeds and you like that? illegally steal a seed. They're not going to want you to do that. Where, you're gonna do where it. is the seed at on a Joshua Tree? Um, oh, where are the seeds at, you say? The, yeah. Licking your lips, looking fruit. at the Joshua Tree. <laughs> in, inside the fruit? There's a fruit, probably? Is there a fruit? In a pine cone, maybe? <laughs> There's probably a fruit. It's a. It's a. It's in the genus Yucca. And that. Oh, is it a root? There's yucca like fruits, deli- right? Is it like a delicious? I don't root? think there are yucca fruits. I think it's just the root that we eat. Oh. I mean, there may be a fruit also, but I don't think we do anything. Like oh, that. it has flowers mm, and a sense. semi-fleshy fruit. Aha! Now we're cooking. Same flat seeds. Same. You're gonna mood steal. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you're fully fleshy. 
Oh, thank you. I, I've I've been working out. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> this is like almost a good slogan to put on a workout tank top. Yeah, but not. Oh, uh, you could have a little muscle man, and it'd be like uh, hack the net gym, and then at the bottom it says you are you are fully fleshy. Most of these, the answer is weight. Mm. How to? Oh, I don't think that's enough. I didn't enough. know which word weight you meant. Okay. Oh yeah. no, weight W A I T, like what Tom does. Weights. Mm. No. Uh, how to? <laughs> that one I won't. Okay, allow. that's fine. <laughs> uh, growing algae, growing a daisy, growing a tree. You just you just have to wait a long time. Yeah. Um, but you aren't guaranteed it if you just wait, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. but, like, you can't make it go. How to grow a goatee fast? You don't. You have to wait. You can get one made of crepe hair that you buy at the dollar store. Oh, man. Have you guys watched the Taskmaster Champion of Champions 2 yet? No, no I've not. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind and forget I said anything. <laughs> but the best joke in it is about a goatee, and that's all I'll say. Okay. <clears throat> How to grow a Fu Manchu. We haven't renamed that yet. We shouldn't. Yeah, we, we should rename it. it. But also, it is a kind of a gross mustache to look at on a person. And I think we need at least one more full generation away from it being a racist thing. Like, even if you rename it, it's still a racist thing, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I think having it would be fine if you weren't a character in a movie. Like no, Liam Neeson in wrong. those Batman movies, it was not okay for him to have it, because he was Correct. playing a character that was built upon, like, all of those... Uh, Orientalism. Exactly. Those anti-Chinese yes. tropes, if even though the character himself was Middle Eastern, question mark? He's a white guy in the if, movies, though. Yep. If you're a cartoon that's an anthropomorphic catfish, that might be the only time it's allowable. Mm, yes. Here's the thing. If you grew this, regardless of who you are in the modern age, there are going to be some people who look at you and you're like, oh yeah, you're racist against Asian people too, huh? I <laughs> Like, you're, I want to be friends with you. And that's not great, good. That's not a good thing. <laughs> I saw, I saw a clip, well, it was uh, a tweet very recently, I think by, uh, I don't know, some it was a funny tweet that was like, I wonder if there is some white guy who was raised in China and has a Chinese accent, and so everyone thinks he's a huge asshole. Um, and then someone replied to that tweet with an interview with a guy who was genuinely actually adopted at a young age. <laughs> like, he's a white guy who was adopted by a Chinese couple who grew up in China, had a Chinese accent, just seemed like a real asshole because of it. Like, <laughs> oh, oh man. man, that's just his natural voice. I feel bad. Here's the thing, though. I mean, certainly, yes, that I can understand that, but I think that white people always look like the asshole in every situation. Mm. <laughs> like, whether they're doing a fake accent or that's their real accent, they're probably still the asshole. Am I right? Am I right here? Yeah, get them. <laughs> I mean, Just yes, saying. but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, I, I like the... Uh, I like the idea of just, you know, kind of doing what you want, but yeah, I guess uh, you, you do need to be aware of it. I think you could grow this style of mustache once we have a new 
name for it that is in common enough usage that people would know what you were talking about if you described it by that name well, instead of the racist name. Here's the thing, though. I don't think it's an attractive mustache at all. It's also, it yeah, it's very, also not that. It seems very inconvenient <laughs> but, for someone's life, so maybe just don't grow one. I mean, certainly you shouldn't, but I think that even if it had a new name and everyone called it by that new name there would still be people who would be look at it and think the old name, and I don't think that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like the, let's call it the toothbrush mustache. Mm. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah the famous mm. Charlie Chaplin mustache. Yes, exactly, yes. <laughs> You're always thinking of Charlie Chaplin whenever you see someone. And <laughs> if somebody had it and they were like, I'm just a huge Charlie Chaplin fan, I'd be like, I understand that, but there's going to be somebody who looks at you and doesn't ask the question, but just assumes that you're a fan of some other people. <laughs> and you don't want to be friends with those people, but they think you want to be friends with them. <laughs> that seems bad. Can you have yeah. a Salvador Dali mustache now? Or is that gone? Is that no longer an option for people? Why I think would... you could, ironically, but people would look at you and be like, look at this douchebag. It would, I mean, it would be- it's not, it's not problematic though, right? It's just like, Weird. stupid. It would make yeah. you look like a guy who's <laughs> always going, ooh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, what if I want to be that guy? Uh, yeah, what if you want to be a snidely whiplash? That's though? fine. Everyone would think oh you were God. a pervert, That's though. That's my life goal. <laughs> <laughs> to have a little dog that makes fun of you. <laughs> yeah. If I could train a dog to make that hissing laugh sound, that would be great. Yeah, we've barely been able to train humans to do that. It's true. I just need to get a snake. Maybe it would be quicker to get a snake and train it to learn to act like a dog. Yeah, hot glue some crepe hair on there. <laughs> yep. They're cold-blooded, so it'll even out. Yeah, they're really, really... Ba- they're true bastards. Yep. Really cold-blooded. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to see. I mean, they are also yeah. just real bastards. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any famous people who have this bad mustache? Which one? The of oh, the ones we're talking about. Uh, the Fu Manchu. Um, I don't think there are. I don't know. Like, it, there's I mean, no I'm... one who's who's showing that you like could make it work. Like Charlie Chaplin made the toothbrush work, and then it got ruined by a different guy. Well, the thing is, in the uh, industry of, like, cheap uh, kung fu movies in China, I'm sure there's some old character actor who, like, looks like this all the time and just gets cast in all those movies. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, there was a guy in the Kill Bill movies who had this style, but I think it was fake. Mm. I don't think he, you know, grew it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that I, like, the way that this mustache appears in the imagination is that, like, the points of the mustache come all the way down to, like, your chest. Yeah. Is it possible to grow a mustache like that? It would take you for fucking ever. Yeah. Genetics might be part of it, too. Like, I don't think you could probably, Matt. But I'm sure some people can. Because, like, I've grown handlebars on my mustache, and that takes, you know, a couple months to get the ends to the point where they can be shaped in that way. Mm -hmm. And basically, this mustache is just, uh, like... If you wanted a handlebar mustache that could be used as actual handlebars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. There is a variation called the Cossack mustache, where it's, like, fluffy and doesn't look like you're a kung fu oh, guy yeah. from a racist movie. Like a guy mm. doing that dance where you kick your legs out would have. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Maybe that's actually the origins of it, because I feel like as much as we want it to be a 
or well, we don't. I don't want it. No, nope, you said you I want, want it to, to exist. You love it. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like it. It has become sort of a Chinese uh, racist thing. <laughs> but I think the origins of it might be from like Mongolian. Uh, you know, old old movies about Attila the Hun type stuff. Yeah, and I wonder if it was like people being like, mm, "That's pretty close to Russia." <laughs> yeah, maybe it's. I think yeah, it's. I think it's that. Uh, that sort of we don't think about it in America because it doesn't serve propaganda needs area where like Russia and East Asia and Mongolia are, have a lot of like cultural exchange historically. Yes. Um, but. Yeah, um, you know, uh... I still can't believe fucking John Wayne played Attila the Hun. <laughs> I think he played Genghis Khan, actually. Oh, did he? Well, that's as bad. That's the same <laughs> amount of bad, right? Well, yeah, Maybe yeah, worse? totally. Um, did you know that, uh, Shang-Chi's father is Fu Manchu in the 70s comics? They made him a different guy for the new movie. Yeah, great. It's fun. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they. I don't know if they successfully uh, fixed that problem or not. But I thought that that character was interesting in the movie, at least. Yeah. I. Yes, that's true. I did like that movie. Um, but it. The problem with all of this stuff of trying to revive these characters in a way that's not racist is that I'm not certain that they should be revived because. A lot of them, it feels like if you take away the racism, there's nothing in them anymore. Yeah, I'm looking that's at you, Iron foundation. Fist. Yeah, yeah, the Iron Fist one is a tricky problem um, mm-hmm. because I definitely think that there is uh, something interesting to be done with, like you know, a Green Arrow style rich kid gets lost and is saved by some magic power. I guess Green Arrow was mm-hmm. saved by the magic power of wanting to learn how to shoot arrows. Uh, Is, did he want to, or was he kind of yeah, forced you know, he to kinda have to a cult of assassins or whatever? Yeah, he had to learn to do it because it was the only way to eat rabbits or whatever. Uh, yeah. But Iron Fist, it's just, like, you would have, I think the only way you could do it now and have people not hate it like they hated the other one is if you cast someone Chinese-American getting wrapped up in a bunch of, like, ancient Chinese stuff that they don't really understand because they're American. That's just what Shang-Chi was. Which is just what Shang-Chi was. Like, here's the problem. If you showed me a comic today that was, you know, from the 70s, and it was the 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 run was called Iron Fist colon the White Savior. I'd be like, yep, <laughs> that is exactly what the premise of this co- this character is. Yeah, hundred percent. That's all this character is is just that one thing. The thing that we all hate that we know is bad. That's what it is. It's weird that that has been a trope for so long that it was criticized. Like like Dune subverts that trope from the 50s and mm. we're still like people will still do it unironically <laughs> yep oh man anyway how do you grow a crop uh wait you just um, have to wait <laughs> you have to water it every day and then uh you have to build a scarecrow next to it to keep crows from mm-hmm. getting on it yeah what if oh, i'm growing the cr- corn it doesn't matter what if i'm it, growing the crop it, to feed my crows 
Mm. Your army you of crows. You still gotta grow it all the way before you feed it to the crows, because crows are idiots, and they'll eat it before it's even a fruit or whatever. Army of Crows sounds like a really cool horror action movie from the early 2000s, Louisa. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> radical. Uh, what if it's soybeans, though? Crows don't want to eat soybeans, I don't think. Don't they? I think they want to eat anything. Nobody wants to eat soybeans. <laughs> I like soybeans. I like them when they're, they're uh, right. turned into a sauce. At a mummified, <laughs> yeah, I guess those are fine too. Yeah, I like soybeans. I'm, you could say I'm a real soy boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man, uh, I think it's funny that um, everyone thinks of soybeans as like a uh, Asian food mm-hmm. staple. Yeah. Despite the fact that America is the largest producer of soybeans. Yeah. And soybeans is the thing we grow the most, except for corn in America. Yep. And we've been growing them forever. Yes, they they first. This was another Jeopardy question the other day. They first uh, came to America when a uh, Japanese freighter ship uh, had to um, pull in an emergency in San Francisco uh, in 1917, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they had a shipment of soybeans, and they were like, "Does anyone want to buy these?" And a bunch of people were like, "No." <laughs> I guess, it- and then they're like, "Oh wait, crop rotation. So mm. maybe we do actually." <laughs> Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense, though, because I think by that time, you know, there had been enough East Asian immigration that these sort of cultural uh, products were entrenched in the popular consciousness. 1917? Yeah. I mean, Chinese immigrants built so. the railroad. Like, yeah, Old know, West but, stuff. But, like, the popular culture in America was mostly disdainful of uh foreign food and people yeah i well, i think soybeans i think are a um, they're a good source of protein and they're they they're cheap they are neutral right like you can put yeah. whatever type of food or plastic or fucking all kinds of products onto soybeans yeah i think that they were not embraced at the time but they were thought of as being like oh yeah those are grown in asia those are like an Asian type of legume. Uh, so that, I think, that has I just I think stuck. probably the average person would have been like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> I mean, do I know what it is? Not really. It's a bean. Yeah, it's a little bean. Yes, yes that's true. Yeah. You know what it is. You've eaten edamame. No, I mean, but if you're like- I've seen you eat edamame. Listen. Stop lying. <laughs> if you said to me right now, are soybeans only native to Asia, or were they also native to, you know, Africa, Europe, etc.? I don't know. They might have been. Yeah. They are... Are soybeans a bean or a nut? Mm, good question. No, they're actually a kind of berry. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's a berry. They're not a kind of we berry. We talked earlier about taxonomy and, and yeah. species and whatever. Like, are we at the point where we can just say that it's all bullshit yet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. I think that even people who engage in that as, like, their main career thing understand that it is... Uh, you know, nonsense and just a framework for understanding actually important things about the world. Like, is there any meaningful reason why we have to say that a tomato is a fruit? It's not. I don't want it to be, and no one wants it to be, and it doesn't matter. It, I think it only matters if you're doing biology stuff, which is why they continue to use it. Or playing categories. Yeah. yeah. It makes Whereas sense if you're cooking it, you don't need it. Yeah. It's the, yeah. It's the, the same issue where it's, like, we don't have separate words for the categories uh in culinary terms versus in like biological terms um yeah. unlike think- like how we we have cows but they produce beef 
So we never get confused whether you're talking about the meat or the animal. But yeah. we don't have that with, like, are you talking about tomato, like, the species, or tomato, like, the ingredient in cooking? The thing that I think made, radicalized me is that uh, when people start saying strawberries aren't berries, even though they're the main berry, <laughs> I'm like, then we need to change what berries are. We can't make strawberries not them. Yeah. I think berries are only little fruits that don't grow on trees. That's it. Yeah. I'm I agree. I'm wondering why the term berry came to mean what we think of as berries if it was ah. like was it coined to refer to little tart fruits from plants or was it coined yeah. to refer to any of the roundies such as your cucumbers and chili peppers which are berries? No. No, see, I don't think it was, because, like, we don't consider cherries to be berries, even though they are little fruits, because they grow on trees. Interesting. And think, in other languages- should be berries, though. <laughs> in English, any small fruit gets to be a something berry. In other languages, they don't use words that uh, put all those things under the same umbrella. So it's just a, an English term. Interesting. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> Like, raspberries aren't berries. They're ag- <laughs> That's crazy. This is what I'm saying. Are anything berries at this point? If the only things that are berries are cucumbers, then you fucked up. Uh, <laughs> cucumbers are melons, and I'm gonna stick to that. <laughs> Kiwis, red currants, grapes, tomatoes. Kiwis. Jeff, the fact that we live in a world where the first example of a berry you could come up with is a fucking motherfucking goddamn kiwi... <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I hate that. Bananas. That's not okay. No! No. Uh, a banana can't be a berry. That's, you made that one up. Uh, no, it is. Uh, the fruits no, of the potato plant, which is not what we eat, but the yeah. fruit that it produces, uh, which is... is that, are those deadly? It's, a de- it's part of the deadly nightshade, nightshade. I and mean, it's poisonous to humans. Yes. But eggplants are also nightshades, as are tomatoes and peppers. Yep. Uh, they're just uh, lively nightshades. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That'd be a good name for a nightclub. <laughs> the lively night shit. Pretty good. Yeah, a nightclub where there's like vampires or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pumpkins, well, the deadly night watermelons, honeysuckles. But then during the day when you turned it into a community center where people have like AA meetings, that's when you call it the lively night shit. Mm. There you go. I can't, like, you can't make it that strawberries and raspberries aren't berries. Here's They're the, the only though. ones. Yeah, in cooking, I think. I've come to realize recipes in their most pure form, it's just telling you the type of thing you need. When you're making, like, a strawberry cream cake, the word strawberry just stands in for whatever thing you have available Mm -hmm. like a strawberry. So you want to make a blueberry cream cake? Easy. No problem. You're just substituting one thing for another. Are grapes berries? Uh, They're not called berries. Botanically, they are. I do not know if uh, the... I don't even know what you would call the common definition, the regular one. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are like, things they... like like uh, olives, which are so important to humans culinarily that they get put in their own separate category for no reason. Here's something interesting. In mm. Old English, the only fruit words native to English that we still use, I guess, are berry and apple. So I <laughs> think we have to classify all edible plant material as a berry or an apple. Mm-hmm. Easy! 
If it grows on a yeah. shrub or a small plant, it's a berry. And if it grows on a tree, it's an apple. What about oranges? Are those apples? Yes. I'm told we can't compare okay. them, though. You don't have to because of the same thing. And yes. citrus, all of citrus, botanically, berries. Nope. I think you'll find this they grow on trees and they are apples. Yeah, they're apples. <laughs> okay. <laughs> An apple is a what about, droop, I think. Are pota- what about potatoes that the... the f- thing we eat is the root of it. Is that an apple or a berry? I think you'll find that the French have already solved this with pommes de terre, because they Mm. are the apples of the earth. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Potatoes are a type of bread. What about weed? Uh, It's... It's a wheat. It's a... That's neither an apple nor a berry, and therefore... Uh, already violated. To, well, well, where does wheat fall then? Though? No, it has to. It has to go. Oh shit! Wheat berries. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wheat is berries for sure. Everyone knows that in a group. If you're eating I the guess wheat is berries, if too. you're eating the stem, leaf, or root, that is neither a berry nor an apple. It's a vegetable. It's a salad. No, we've no, we had we, the one rule we had at the beginning <laughs> of this exercise was that every edible plant material had to be an apple or a berry. Sh- we can't sh- immediately <laughs> give up on that. I should have said fruits. I organs. should have said fruits only. <clears throat> well, you didn't. Yeah. So now we're trapped in here together. <laughs> You're not trapped in here with me. I'm trapped in here with you. <laughs> yeah. We can expand the scary one more. for you, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> we can expand this in more confusing directions by going back to the French and realizing that they call seafood fruits of the sea. Ooh, yes. I so like shrimp everything. are a type Every, of fruit. Everything is fruits to those guys. They love... <laughs> they're like, oh, there's, there's clouds in the sky. Oh, sorry, I mean apples of the sky. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That That is actually what they call um, birds, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a, the little kind that you have to put a napkin over your head so God yeah. can't see you eat it. Yeah, Ortolans. those little sky apples. <laughs> yep, that's what Ortolan translates to, yep. sky apple. Apple, apple of, apple of heaven. Mm-hmm. Yep, but not those other apples of heaven, which are a different thing. That's what they call horse poop. <laughs> what? Who's they? You know, horse apples, those guys. You know. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Alright, we're done, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, the last one, how to grow a fro. Let me just say this. Uh, is there a hairstyle that more lends itself to a wig if you can't grow one? And is there a hairstyle that you should never wear a wig of if you can't grow one? Ooh, well, clowns. Mm, yeah, I guess- Do those count as fros? I don't think they do. I mean, in every way other than color, it's identical to other kinds of furs. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, are clowns... What What are they... Racist? No, I don't think... Well, like, maybe back when we considered uh, certain types of what are now white people to be lesser races. Uh, <laughs> like, maybe clowns... Are clowns supposed to be, like, what, an anti-Irish stereotype or something? Or, like, a like a Jewish thing, maybe? I thought they were Italian with the Commedia dell'arte background. Yeah, mm. see? Look, those are the three kinds of white people that we used to not consider white, and one of them we sometimes still don't. Do Italian people... Are Italian people able to grow froze naturally? I think it depends. Probably not. Yeah, I guess curly hair is a fairly Italian <laughs> I think, thing. I think our friend Molly from college probably would have uh, been able to have a fro if she ever cut her hair short. 
that's true. I mean, she pretty much had one anyway. It was just long. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that it it's, uh, gosh, don't, please don't, unless you're a clown, wear a fro wig, unless you could grow one, like, normally. Oh, man, why did you choose this one to talk about, Jeff? God damn it. I didn't. I chose it to Matt, talk about because I was just, right, all I was saying is that you shouldn't grow a fro. <laughs> like, if you're having trouble growing a fro, you could get a wig, and then Jeff pointed out that you shouldn't wear a wig if it's, like, a oh racist thing. I was just thinking of clown wigs, mm, that's all okay. I was thinking. Well, what... What if someone is not ethnically a clown? I don't mm, like where this is. Is it appropriately you could still be I'm a clown? Out of this episode, we should have ended it already. <laughs> I like Louisa's walking away. I like this idea of clowns being their own ethnicity, though. Mm-hmm. Louisa's slamming the door. <laughs> She's going down the stairs, putting, on, putting on her clown makeup. Getting onto a uh, one of those rail cars that you push up and down on the handle <laughs> to go. Down the oh, she's fallen off of it because there was no one to push the other side. She's getting on a little, little mm-hmm. tiny bicycle. Oh no! Now uh, Snidely Whiplash is chaining her to the railroad. <laughs> oh no! Help! Help! Is Louisa <laughs> saying that? Louisa. <laughs> no, I refuse. We're done. We are done. If you're to participate in this bit. You're making the show worse. Yeah, you're making the bit. <laughs> no, you cannot pin this on me. We're we are done, bit. and we're uh, ending the show. This is over. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening to our wonderful show. Sometimes, Louisa. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for. uh, (laughs) That's right, you motherfucker. (laughs) Ah, get him, get his ass. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks everyone for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, and tell your friends about the show so we can continue to grow the audience. Uh, If you want to uh, get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at hackthenetpod. Or you can join our Discord and uh, talk to us directly. I had a conversation with one of our listeners just this past week that was great about something we talked about. To join the Discord, all you got to do is uh, message us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm online. Don't find me. I don't really post that much, but I guess you can follow me on Instagram. WeaponizedLanguage.com has all my old podcasts. And you can talk to me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Please come back next week. But in the meantime, please don't forget that if it's not Matt, it's not worth it. I don't know if other people are going to be into it. I'm the best around.